Hi, and welcome back to thenoblebaby.com. This is the first episode in our fall series for 2019, and today we are going to be concentrating on the topic of taking your child out of public school or private school, um, making the change to homeschool mid-year or really anytime after the school year has already started. Um, I feel like this is kind of the one place where there's some people that are really sure that they want to transition their children's schooling experience, but this is what really holds them back is that A, the school year has already started or B, they feel like they are locked into a certain schedule or, um, you know, certain commitments at the school that they are already attending and they just don't know if it's the right thing to do to take their child out of that public school or that private school. And I think that really, I mean, number one, there is no perfect answer for every child for this. But if you are someone who is on the fence right now about changing your child's school system um, or going from public to private or um, public to homeschool, I think you need to measure what is the reason why you have the urge to change your child's schooling environment. Because if there are issues with um, what you feel is maybe a lack of a challenging education or you feel like there's concerns at school, may it be bullying or some special education needs for your child that are not being met, Um, or even if you're in private school and you're just finding that there are changes in your family and private school is no longer affordable for your family and you just need a different option, but maybe public school is not for you, then thinking about something like homeschooling mid-year might be something that you need to um, tackle head on because as the months go on through the school year, your process and making this decision might get a little bit more difficult as the year goes on and it might kind of hold you back from making that change even longer even though that it's something that you need to do financially or you really want to do because of the educational situation. So I just want to have a chat about um, some things to consider if you are strongly considering or if you're even on the fence about changing your child's educational situation when you are already into the school year. So number one thing that you need to remember, if you are looking to homeschool, and this will not be for everyone because not everyone listening to this is looking to homeschool, but if you are looking to homeschool, please remember homeschooling is legal in all 50 states and you can begin homeschooling at any time, even in the middle of the year. Do not let anyone tell you that you cannot because it is not true. That's it. That's all you need to know. And that's all you need to think about there. Number one, homeschooling is legal in all 50 states and you can begin homeschooling at any time. Number two, many families do choose to homeschool at different times in the year because of concerns that you don't know are going to arise at the beginning of the school year or during the summer break. You don't know if someone in your family is all of a sudden going to lose a job and you financially cannot pay for private school tuition. You don't know if the school has promised you that there's going to be some type of tuition assistance. And then after the school year begins, 
the tuition assistance is no longer available. Maybe the school's lost funding or a grant fell through, and now you are stuck having to come up with a way to pay the tuition. By the way, this did just recently happen to a friend of mine. Um, so it can happen, and it has happened before. Number three, if your child is not doing well with their classroom teacher. Maybe they're just not meshing well. Maybe the style um, of learning in the classroom is just not working well with your child. Um, And uh, maybe there's not an option to switch teachers in that school or for whatever reason, just the classroom setting is not working out. Maybe your child is going through a lot of bullying And the school is not really supporting you and getting the bullying stopped. And this is a very common problem and why I see a lot of people come to homeschooling in the later years of school and they did not start homeschooling from kindergarten up. They come later because they're just fed up and sick and tired of bullying and not being supported by schools. And um, we do see that a lot of schools have kind of a no-bullying policy in place. And as soon as they address bullying, you know, it's known to everyone that there is bullying happening there, and that's not something that they want to advertise or associate in their school district. So instead of tackling bullying head on, they just sweep bullying under the rug so that their school just looks like a place that's, you know, rainbows and candy and there's no bullying going on, but it's just not true. So um, maybe you're not supported by the school with bullying or some other social issues that are going on. And maybe like our family, maybe you move a lot and traditional school just is not probably going to be the best thing because it's not consistent. There's a lot of different reasons why you might be planning on taking your child out of school mid-year. And whatever your reasons are, just remember that those reasons are valid. If they're important to you and they're important to your student, those are valid reasons for leaving school year mid-year. And just to be perfectly honest, when I took my child out of school, um, my husband and I knew that it was kind of an awkward time to take him out of school because it was almost towards, you know, the second, second half of the school year and we were late in the year and we just decided it didn't matter. He, it wasn't worth it to finish out the school year in an environment that was super negative and there was bullying and the teacher had no accountability for other students and including the principal was not really supporting um, making some behavior changes in that classroom and managing uh, the teacher and the students a little bit in a different way. No one was supporting that. So um, the education really wasn't strong in the first place, but I was giving it a try and hoping that things would improve and we were working on things after school. But after just not being supported for many months at that school, my husband and I decided, what is the point? What is the point of going every day when your child doesn't want to go? They don't have to be there. I have the opportunity to give him, you know, some great curriculum that he enjoys by homeschooling and we can make it happen. We can work our schedules and bring him home for learning and we can just try it out. And remember, if homeschooling does not go the way that you think it's going to go, there is no rule that says you cannot go back to public school or private school. You can leave in the middle of the year at any time and you can go back at any time as well. Obviously, it's not ideal to leave and then go right back if it doesn't work for a short term. So plan to give it time. Plan to give it 
you know, at least a semester or at least a year and try it out and make it work and have some failures. Just expect to have a few failures along the way and that's okay. It's a bumpy road at first when you're learning to homeschool, but remember you can homeschool and if you find it doesn't work, you can go back into school. You do not have to wait until, you know, the year mark, but it is, it would be really easy if you wanted to put your child back into school. It'd be really easy to come back after holidays, come back after spring break, come back after summer break. You don't have to stick to that, but those are easy times to enroll um, again, if you decide that it didn't work out for you. So um, don't let the mid-year dates and holidays and commitments at school stop you from doing what you feel is valid and important to you and your child because you are your student's number one advocate and you are the only person who has their best interest in mind. And I, I say that nicely because I know that there's a lot of teachers out there that do, they have their students' best interest in mind, but let's be realistic. The teachers have, you know, 20 something other students that they also have to worry about and they have administration that they have to please and they have test scores that have to meet a standard for their job. And there's only so many hours in the day for teachers and, um, it's their career after all. So, um, you know, it's not to be blamed on teachers. It's the parents' responsibility. You have to get back to parenting, and part of parenting is educating your child because it's your responsibility. So um, even though teachers are great resources and, um, you know, they're very helpful if you go to them with some issues that are happening in the classroom and maybe reasons why you want to leave, just remember that you are your child's number one advocate for their education. Um, so if you have a valid reason for them to leave, leaving mid-year that's your personal business and it's your personal decision and don't let anyone in administration, uh, principals and secretaries and superintendents who maybe are going to poo-poo your curriculum, don't let anybody hold you back from doing that because it's your right and if it's best for you and you have your own valid reasons, um, you can do that and you don't need anybody to tell you otherwise. Um, what you do need to do is you need to simply research the laws in your state. Every state has different homeschooling laws. It seems complicated. It seems scary. It's really not. You just need to research the laws in your state. That's something as simple as Googling the homeschooling laws in my state. Um, some states are very lax. Um, Texas being one of those where I've previously homeschooled, they didn't have um, really a place where I had to register or notify the school district. I just needed to homeschool. I just needed to educate my child. I didn't need to report to people and keep um, lots of records or get things checked um, or do a lot of state testing. It was purely just homeschooling my child and following their laws about what subjects I needed to teach and um, including, you know, Texas history being one. I don't want to go through all the specifics because I don't have the little guide in front of me for all the states, but just know that you can Google any state and find the laws for you. Currently, I am in Florida. We do have to register with our school district that we are homeschooling. Um, we do have to either have an evaluation yearly with um, a teacher or a psychologist or um, produce kind of some records from an umbrella school that I can pay a fee for them to do that for me, or I can produce those types of records of showing progress of the year myself. I actually chose to just show the records myself, but I honestly 
do not think we're going to be in the state long enough to produce those records. So I cannot tell you exactly the specifics um, of how your record should look for Florida, but because I just I haven't been here long enough to think that I'm an expert on that. But there is a great um, few homeschoolers on YouTube that have wonderful resources for showing you how to make a really great portfolio to showcase for your evaluation for homeschool in Florida. Um, but I digress. So anyway, all you need to do is look up the rules from your state. If you're going to be moving, then look up the rules for the new state that you would be moving to. This is like the easiest part of homeschooling is finding out the rules that you need to follow because they are laws in your state and they're just right there. You just need to look them up. You can look on um, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association's official website. You can click through there and they have state by state all the laws for every single state. That is a great resource. That is also something that I really um, advocate for people to join. It's a fee per year. You don't have to join with a fee. You can still use the resources on their website for free. I am in no way affiliated or sponsored by that website. But I do think they are an amazing resource to homeschoolers, um, not only new homeschoolers, but homeschoolers that may need to use them for any type of um, legal trouble from homeschooling. And that's not something that's very common, but they are there and they are consistently working um, to keep homeschooling, you know, the way it is and keep your rights alive through homeschooling. So, um, look through there. If you're moving, if you're thinking about homeschooling, if you're on the fence about it, it will tell you all the rules that you need to abide by in your own state for homeschooling. And they make it really easy and they map it all out for you. So I also think that if you are kind of on the fence about leaving school in the middle of the school year, I think, Another thing that you should do is to talk to and research homeschooling support groups or co-ops or some type of an organization in your community that's local to you because this can be really helpful. It's really great to have some sort of support system, not only at home, um, you know, just someone in your family that backs you in your decision to homeschool, but have a group or a resource that is local to you that you can meet with or talk to or join in activities. This is really, really helpful for new homeschoolers because sometimes if a child, especially an older child, um, comes home from school, private or public, it's going to be an adjustment period and it's going to be a little bit weird at first because they're with their peers all day long, these students at school and, um, you know, six, eight hours a day. And then all of a sudden, before they know it, they're at home homeschooling and they don't have anyone except for their homeschooling teacher. Um, they still can, you know, obviously play or hang out with their other friends. And if they're in other social activities or sports or art classes, dance or groups, you know, they are still going to have those outlets for friendships. Um, but having a support group or a co-op group or a group that does activities that are all homeschoolers, it gives your child some really great friends who already know what to expect from homeschooling, and they can kind of show your child some things that they enjoy doing, and they can make some common bonds with other kids that homeschool, and it makes it really, really enjoyable. It also gives the parents or grandparents, whoever is homeschooling the child, it gives them a really great resource for not only 
friendships, but help in homeschooling. It gives them ideas. It's a place where they can get solutions if um, things are a little difficult at first when you start homeschooling. It's just really helpful to have this type of support system. Um, I also really recommend joining some type of co-op, but you have to find the right one. Some type of group or co-op, I, I do recommend joining. Just because one doesn't work out, don't think that they're all they're all terrible. You have to find the right one that you click with. And once you find that right one, it will just give you such a great experience homeschooling. You will build really good friendships. Your kids will build great friendships. Um, it'll be a activity or a place that you really enjoy going, you know, every week or every other week. And it really makes homeschooling just so enjoyable and really it's a lot of fun and gives them a lot of social interaction. And it's really fun to have homeschooling friends because they just understand what you do and it's a great, uh, friendship to start. So, um, Google it, look up, ask people at your church, ask people, you know, if you play sports or something, Ask around and see if anybody knows homeschooling groups in your area because that will make your transition, even if it's in the middle of the school year, it will make your transition to homeschooling a lot smoother and a lot easier for yourself because you'll be meeting other homeschoolers and also for your child to make new and um, worthwhile friendships. So I also would say if you are on the fence about taking your child out of school in the middle of the school year, another great thing to start looking into before you make the move is start looking into your homeschooling curriculum options. And we'll have some other podcasts about this, um, but look at your options and start thinking about what works best with your child because kind of evaluating how your child learns and what they enjoy and what they excel at Comparing that with the things that don't work well for your child, thinking about those, planning for those, and preparing for those will make coming home from private school or public school to homeschool a lot easier. You can use your child's strengths, but you can also incorporate their weaknesses to grow them in those maybe areas that are a little more weak and catch them up on something um, maybe that they need a little more practice on. So just plan and prepare for what you think would be the best way to help them. If they are having trouble in math, let's look for a math curriculum that plays to their strengths. If they are maybe a more visual learner, um, you know, something like a math you see where they can manipulate the blocks and um, really see that in front of them on the table versus, you know, some type of online curriculum that doesn't work well with them. Well, then you're going to kind of know that math you see where you actually are being able to use manipulatives and move them around and visually see the math then you know that that's going to work for your child better. So just think about their strengths and weaknesses and consider that for going forward because you definitely don't want to come home in the middle of school year and not really have any type of plan to consider um, for their education at all. That will make it stressful for you. It will also make it stressful for your child. It can make this really amazing thing go really badly. So think about those before you start. Um, Another thing is I think it's really important if you're thinking about leaving school in the middle of the school year, you need to talk with your student, especially if it's an older student. Now, you know, a younger student in preschool, that's a little different, but especially an older student, 
you need to talk with them about leaving school in the middle of the school year. If they're a student who is maybe getting into trouble and they don't want to leave school, but the environment is just not really working for them and maybe there's some peer pressure and things are going a little bit wrong and that's a reason why you would like to homeschool them, you need to talk to them and prepare them for what is going to happen. Um, if it's bullying and your child is being bullied and you want to immediately take them out of school, you still should have a talk with them about why leaving school might be better and get their input and get their opinion. Obviously, children do not make the decisions, but having a conversation with them about what they should expect and what the plan is and then following through with that plan is really important because you don't want to take them out of school as a complete surprise and then, um, you know, they're devastated about not seeing their best friend all day for six hours a day. So like those are just some things to think about and prepare for, for homeschooling. And, um, my final tip, I guess, for taking your child out of school mid school year because of, you know, your own necessary reasons is plan something that is consistent for your homeschool. Do a little bit of research. Plan something that is consistent, that is enjoyable, relaxing, non-stressful, that you can pull off as a new homeschooler. So I will give you an example because that might sound like a crazy sentence right there. But in our homeschool, the first thing that we did when we started homeschooling, and we still do it today, um, I was unsure about homeschooling. I was unsure if I was capable of it. I was unsure if they were going to get really good education, I was unsure if the curriculum was going to be good enough and if I could surpass or at least equal public school. And knowing now how homeschooling is, I realized those were things I shouldn't have been worried about at first. But of course, I was worried about them as you probably are as well. So the first part of our homeschool that we did incorporate every day was a read aloud. We had several books. We picked one book at a time, and that was our family read-aloud. We would read it together. If it was cold outside, we would have hot chocolate while we were reading, or I would have my coffee, and we would do it together um, in a comfy spot. For us, it was on the couch. If you have a schoolroom, it might be in there. At the time, we were in Japan. We didn't have a schoolroom. We didn't have a lot of space. But that was one thing that we did Every morning, that was a really great way to pull homeschool together. That was the way that I got my children involved. It was something they really liked to do. They didn't have to stress about it. I was reading to them, so it wasn't pressure on them. They could draw or play quietly with toys because at the time they were they were both very young. Um, but they could draw or play with toys as long as they were listening and not talking And um, they were engaged in the story. And that was something that we really enjoyed together. And they did learn difficult vocabulary. They learned um, a lot through the stories that were um, historical fiction. They were, you know, learning about the history of the United States through those. Um, I was even learning history that I didn't really necessarily know at the time. (laughs) So that was one thing that was simple. I could do it. I could start it. I could follow through with it every day. 
I didn't have to be stressed about it. I didn't have to grade it. I didn't have to compare it to what other people were doing. And if I was a good enough teacher, um, they didn't have to compare if they were doing well or poorly or if it was fun or if it was boring. They just had to listen. And it was a very good way to start our way, our days and prepare us for getting engaged for school time. And obviously, everybody does things differently, and you don't need to do that one. But by me reading aloud to them every morning to get the day started off, that was a great way to pull homeschool together, get us geared up, get us ready to go, and on task and focused for school time. And that sent my kids the message every day that it's time for school and it's not time to mess around. And that is what helped us really get on board with a steady homeschooling schedule every single day for that very first year. We still do read alouds. Um, We don't always do them first anymore because, you know, we're more in our routine of homeschooling and we know how it works and we always get it done and we don't really have stragglers and my kids are really early risers. But um, maybe if your kids are like, not really early risers and they're kind of um, better late morning worker kids, that's fine. This is a great way to start to get them engaged and they can still have that waking up time and getting on board, but um, you kind of are easing them into schooling and that way there's not battles about doing school or not doing school. I do know some new homeschoolers and they do have a battle of their child is consistently getting up really late. And so they will complain, you know, we're not going to make it to the park today. We're not going to go to our co-op today. We're not going to go to this activity because my child isn't done with school because they don't wake up on time. Well, waking up at a decent time also requires going to bed at a decent time and starting your school day with something consistent like a read aloud together will really help you pull together your schedule and it will make homeschooling when you start a lot easier, even if it's in the middle of the year. So that is just a tip for starting in the middle of the year. I think that's important for any time of the year, but especially in the middle of the year when you have to establish a routine very quickly, establish a routine with something that is simple and relaxing and something that you can get done and everybody can get on board very quickly. So today's kind of short, but, um, Just remember that if you are thinking about leaving school mid-year, whatever your reason is for your student and your family, it is a valid reason and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So for more tips on how to get started homeschooling and actually for some free curriculum bonuses, check out thenoblebaby.com. We have a couple freebies listed on thenoblebaby.com. They'll be available till the end of November. They are some um, Thanksgiving-themed Uh, easy principles that you can download directly to yourself for free and print those out at home and add those to your school curriculum. And if you're just getting started, these are fun and easy way to try out some curriculum together that um, you can kind of try before you buy. So we have some new Thanksgiving and fall principles for free, and we want to share those with you. We have various ages, um, preschool through fifth grade, I believe is out right now, and we'll have some middle school free printables um, the first week of November that are available for you at thenoblebaby.com. So good luck to anybody who is on the fence about taking their child out of school mid-year. And please visit us on Instagram, thenoblebaby and thenoblebaby.com. Leave us comments there, talk with us, and um, we'd be happy to write back to you and talk to you about any homeschooling concerns you have. So thanks for listening. See you next time.